0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs. This is your hobby content alternative. I'm your host, Brett McGrath. I like to collect sports cards. I think you do too. That's why you're listening to this conversation. Fired up to share this one with you. This is a long time coming. I got my man, Rob, Masshole Sports Card on the Instagram machine. We met a while back in our Matt Ryan. Collector group. And I've always appreciated his collection of not just Matt Ryan cards, but NFL players from all different years. His collection is well curated. He goes high and wide in sets that he loves. And it says on his profile say no to player worn. We got a passionate collector on this one. I'm excited to share his story with you. This was a lot of fun. If you like what I'm doing over here, you follow, you subscribe, you hit all the buttons, but most importantly, tell a damn friend that you're enjoying the Stacking Slabs podcast, would you? It's national season, baby. It's right around the corner. Let's freaking go. Let's kick it to the conversation. We just had a nice little uh, warm-up talking cards before we hit record and I was like, all right, we should probably just get this party started. Um, Today's topic is going high and wide in sets that you love. I'm excited for this one. This is long overdue. I've been appreciating his page and collecting, and we've been in a Matt Ryan group chat for a while. So we're going to talk about football cards most specifically in his collection, but I'm joined by Rob Masshole sports cards on Instagram. Rob, welcome, man. How are you?
1: I'm, I'm great, man. I, as I was telling you, I don't get the chance to do this often, so I'm, uh, I'm stoked to actually have a real live conversation with a fellow collector who, uh, who you know is kind of the same you know cat that I am in terms of just their love for cards and collecting and, and all that stuff. So I'm, I'm stoked to be here, man.
0: Yeah. And I think we we can relate um, on this. We we're talking about, we both have our kids down right now. And it's like that moment where your work is over with, the kids are down. We've got the sliver of time before, you know, we we go to bed and, you know, outside of being husbands and doing that thing, we we spend this time focusing in on cards. So it's really nice to talk with you about our hobby, collecting cards and the escape that we enjoy when we get a little bit of downtime today.
1: Yeah, there's nothing like it. I mean, I'm like I got like one year ready to ready to go just in case I hear somebody having a hard time, but you know, I got I got the 2-year-old and the 8-month-old, so it's, you know, you're always kind of just you're ready for something to happen cuz it always does. So and I know you can relate too. So
0: yes, totally. I'm, I'm staring into my future with uh, number two on the way. Uh, so I'll, I'm sure I'll be uh, messaging you for some, some advice as uh, some of those explosions happen, but that's not going to happen here. We're going to talk about cards and maybe where we start. I mentioned the Matt Ryan group chat. I would love, man, I love Matt Ryan. And I think for me, obviously spent a year here in my hometown, but even before that, like he was one of those players for my end that I just watched this guy go to work, such a pro. And yep. just, I don't know, like it feels like he's just kind of like one of these hidden gems in a way where I don't know, people don't realize how great of a player statistically he was. And I know you're a Matt Ryan guy. So maybe talk a little bit about Matt Ryan, kind of like how you became a fan and any background there.
1: Yeah, of course. So um both my parents actually are Boston college alumni So, and I, and I live on Cape Cod, which is, you know, about an hour, hour and change South of Boston. And, um, you know, growing up, we would always go up to the games. We do the tailgates and, you know, it, it was always a cool experience going up there. And, you know, most people who know Boston college football, you know, I shouldn't say most people who know, because they're not too well known for much, you know, they don't win a whole lot. They're, they're always okay. But um, you know, they always had mediocre, mediocre quarterbacks. And I remember when he first, you know, got put into the role here I am, you know, it was his 2007 season I'm 14 years old and I'm like, this is just so cool. Like, I've never seen like a guy at BC play like this. And, you know, you could just tell he had something special. And of course I was there to witness it firsthand. So that was like pretty cool. And, um, I mean, he had the 11 win season, you know, he, uh, led him to, I think it was the, the number two in the BCS rankings. And it's like, that just never happens. You know, it's like, that was just that one off season to, you know, they'll probably never have another year like that ever again. It's just been just straight downhill. And I mean, I haven't really been as much of a BC fan, you know, just cause I got so much other stuff going on. So I get my daily dose of NFL during the season and, you know, I work Saturdays, so it's tough to kind of just sit down and make that college football day. But um, to basically go back to your point, you know, why I got into collecting Matt Ryan, you know, I was a quarterback myself, in, you know, middle school, high school, you know, and I even was a preferred walk-on in college at a small school in New Hampshire. And so, um, you know, playing quarterback, to me, having that connection, you know, just seeing the game that same way and being able to appreciate just how hard it is to throw, you know, a post on the run and, you know, hit the guy right where you need to. Like, that was cool. So that's kind of why I gravitated towards Matt Ryan and, you know, just his true-level professionalism and, you know, everybody's going to say, oh, you know, it's a product of the passing league and, you know, this and that. But it's, I mean, I don't care who you are. I mean, any level of football to to put up, you know, in consistent numbers like that, that's pretty special, in my opinion.
0: I totally agree. And um, one thing, like, I feel like I, I, I've been nostalgic for on the Matt Ryan front is just, and i feel like this gets lost because and this is probably inter- interesting to you because you're a Matt Ryan fan and the everyone wants to talk about like you're also i believe a patriots fan is yep. that accurate yep and so right right like you had a lot of stake in the falcons patriots super bowl and everyone wants to think about that season from a falcons perspective as just like an utter failure because of the collapse Oh yeah, But when you look back on the season and the Shanahan offense and what the Falcons did and what Matt Ryan did, it was literally one of the most prolific offensive performances in NFL history. I remember like just watching that those games and like what Julio Jones was doing, what that it offense was It didn't feel like doing. it was
1: real, you know? It <laughs> was like just every week you're like, okay, like I'm waiting for him to go back to like normal. And it just, you know, I forget the exact stat line he had, but I mean you know, a ton of touchdowns, like, you know, single digit picks, I think you're just like, all right, when are the wheels going to fall off the bus here? But it just didn't happen at least during the regular season. So eventually, you know, it caught up to them. And and, and, I mean, 28 to three, you know, I I remember watching the game with my family and um, just seeing the collapse happen. And I was like, so conflicted because I'm like, all right, you know, you know, Matt's going to get that ring. And, you know, obviously it stings as a huge Patriots fan. So like, I went into that, like either way, I'm like, all right, it's going to be bittersweet. It's going to be cool on one side, but it's going to suck on the other. But I just, I mean, that was a hell of a finish. I mean, that's one of the most memorable Super Bowls in my opinion, just, you know, James White with that touchdown at the ends. I mean, it doesn't get better than that, you know, but it it did sting because I was such a huge Ryan fan.
0: Maybe talk a little bit about just like the the collecting of Matt Ryan. We were met as both like two of us Matt Ryan collectors. It's kind of like you look at this guy and yeah, he never won the Super Bowl, but you look at the numbers and I would be shocked if like Matt Ryan did end up in Canton. But you look at like his cards and the value, and it just seems like if you're a fan of this guy, like there's a really nice time and sweet spot to pick up some of his awesome cards. And I think you've been collecting kind of through. Through this whole journey of like him being like MVP and then the Super Bowl collapse to yeah. you know him make, so maybe talk a little bit about like and, it, and I want the listeners to realize like maybe this isn't Matt Ryan for you but it can be someone else but talk a little bit about like collecting a guy who's like got some accomplishments but maybe isn't necessarily the top of the Mount Rushmore in the NFL like a Tom Brady.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's a great point. It's I remember when he came out in 08, the, the hype around him was crazy. You know, maybe not as crazy as the hype nowadays around the young guys, which, I mean, you 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 know, you talk about that a lot just because it's such a hot topic. But I remember being a young kid, being like kind of priced out of the cool stuff. You know, so I'd, I'd bust a, you know, blaster like 08 Bowman. And, and, you know, there's, you know, I would have been better off just trying to buy that, you know, paper rookie and just, you know, get it, get it over with, you know, but it was just that cool chase. But um, being able to, kind of see where his stuff is at now gives me a bigger appreciation because I, I look at it a couple of different ways. I'm a big fan of his rookie stuff but I'm very selective with what I pick up. You know, I don't want to just get a random autograph or I try to put a lot of thought into the cards that means stuff to me. And you know, I'm a big fan of Topps Chrome. Um, you know, I talked about it with you before we we, you know, hit record, but I just picked up an absolute monster. Um, you know, the the platinum 101 from 2008 Topps which is a card I would have never thought would exist. But I mean, you know, I was talking about other guys in the chat and they're like, oh yeah, I remember when that went up for, you know, this crazy number and it just sat there and, you know, slowly over time the price came down. But it's it's cool because like I'm not in this for the money. You know, I'm truly just trying to get all the cool Matt Ryan cards that mean something to me. And I know he might not be a Hall of Famer. I know he might not, you know, whatever, but the awards he did win, you know, rookie of the year, you know, MVP. It's like that's just so cool to me because you know the percentage of guys who can say they did that is so just narrow that I mean just making it to the league and being somewhat successful alone is is hard to do and so you know even though he won't be you know Brady or a Manning or whatever it's just I, I look at these cards and I'm just like all right this is cool like I, I did it right you know and I got a good mix where it's like I got the refractors I got just like the regular rookies you know I've been big into like ultimate collection. Um, you know, I got a couple of them. I, I can show too if you want. It. But uh, it's I try to have a pretty broad, you know, little bit of everything. You know, yeah, let's
0: let let yeah. Maybe we'll close out because I want to hear some of maybe your favorite cards. Um, and I think the era of Matt Ryan coming into the league until. He's not officially retired, but him not playing right now. Like you, you literally have, you mentioned ultimate collection. You've got tops, you got finest, you got Prism. you got literally oh, yeah. everything. So there's, there's a ton of stuff. So I want to talk about that, but let's talk a little bit about, we met through the chat. And so yeah. I just viewed you as a, a Matt Ryan guy, but then literally like you just started like curating your page. And I would say this, and I talk about curation a lot, like you are heavily curating your page And I can just tell by flipping through, it's like, you are a fan of football. You're a fan of cards. And so maybe talk a little bit about like outside of Matt Ryan, he's your guy. Like I look through your page and see so many different types of cards and players. Like what's your process for kind of building out your master collection?
1: Yeah. So no, that's a great question. So I kind of took a look at my collection and you know, I kind of got back into it when I was still in college and, um, you know, football season had finished and I was like, all right, I got some extra time on my hands. And, um, you know, I actually found, um, I think it was RBI crew seven, like his page on Instagram. He's like, I mean, he's one of the the good dudes in the hobby with their hobby shop. And, you know, I got kind of sucked back in and that kind of started that, but I was looking at, you know, other than Matt Ryan, because I'm like, I love Matt Ryan, but I was like, I want my collection to be more because, I'm a huge football fan, you know, I I just love the sport, love the guys, you know, and and I don't want to be that guy that just focuses on, you know, quarterbacks and you know, just receivers, you know. I want to look at the defensive guys, I want to look at the running backs, you know. Um, and I really wanted to just try and have a well-rounded collection because I mean, football is the ultimate team sport. Like you're good, you're only as good as, you know, the other guys on your your team. And um, you know, so I, I really tried to look at it in the terms of you know, three kind of main aspects. And the first thing first and foremost is nostalgia. You know, that's, that's part of the reason why we all collect cards. You know, it's you got the guys who are playing, you know, today, but for me, that's not really my focus. You know, it, it could have, you know, there's still some guys I collect that are active, but I'm more so, you know, fans of theirs from the earlier days that are playing days and they're kind of, you know, riding out and, you know, to the sunset and hanging it up in a couple of years. But um, for me, for, first and foremost, it's like the the, the player itself or the moments or you know, a specific game, you know, that's the kind of thing that draws me into it the most. And that's a huge, you know, criteria for why I try to diversify away from just Matt Ryan. And the other thing too, is like, if you solely collect one player, you're kind of limited on the card types of cards you can collect. You know, they're only printing so many cards. there are only so many sets, so many parallels. So it, it kind of, if you're, if that's the route you go, it kind of forces you into this narrow funnel, where you don't have as much wiggle room to, to branch out, you know? So I, I look for things like, um, you know, the aesthetics, you know, how's the photography of the card? Um, you know, if it's a patch card, is the patch card dirty? You know, what you can tell it was game used. Um, is it real you know, super cool and shiny? Um, you know, I talked about like the layout. Uh, that's the kind of thing that draws me into, you know, so as much as it's a player player side of the collecting, I also collect the card for the way it looks too, you know, and that's a big, factor that goes into it and you know the other thing is kind of going a little off track it's like you you have to be very disciplined with it because it's very easy to lose control and get caught up in all these different directions so it's like almost like you have to have this like self-imposed discipline and you know you always say you got to be the CEO of your collection you know you get to make the rules and you know you set the criteria so it's it's easy to kind of keep yourself in check and i mean everybody can admit they, they kind of lose self-control in some cases, if they see a cool card pop up that, you know, maybe you should be buying, but you just can't help it. Um, you know, so that's, I guess in a kind of long-winded answer, that's kind of what I would have to say on that.
0: I love it. So I think most of us in the hobby, we all like are player collectors at some level And like, as I've evolved, it kind of took that like next step of like what you said, like I was tired of like the narrow funnel and it was yeah. like, I I feel the nostalgia, but most importantly, like I'm drawn to specific sets because of the aesthetic. And so it just like made sense. It was like, well, because I love the set, why don't I just, and have nostalgia for these players? Why don't I just collect a bunch of players 100%. in the set? So I'm curious, uh, are you, when you're like building out your collection and building out, you know, posting your cards, like, are you focusing in on like a product, like we talk, we're talking about like going high and wide. Like, are you focusing on like, I I bought this card in this product. I love this product in this set. So man, there are other players in this that I really appreciate too. So let me try to get those players or is it something different?
1: No, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, You know, for me, if I happen to, you know, I got countless, you know, safe searches of really good players that I kind of wanted to target. And I also have some safe searches for the products that I like to collect too. So it's, it's kind of like a, a layered process for me. You know, if it's a card from a set that I really like and happens to be a player that I'm looking at, it's like the double whammy. It's like, you know, this is perfect. You know, I've been waiting for this, you know, but it's, there's definitely times where it's like, I'll find a card that pops up of a player I hadn't really thought about. And it kind of, you know, something clicks in the brain and you're like, Hey, you know, I remember him when he did this or, you know, I remember that season and, um, you know, it's hard to turn that down because it's like a card that just checks all the boxes aesthetically and visually. And you're just like, all right, you know, I think I can, I think I can make some room for this, you know, do you, do you and, have an
0: example? Do you have a recent example where that happened to you?
1: Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah. I just bought a, um, a, uh, Terrell Owens, 2000 pros and prospects, you know, on card auto and you know when it comes to like the material and the game worn stuff I usually like to try and hold out for a two color but if it's like a solid true like you know it's his red 49ers jersey it's better than the basic you know white kind of you know napkin patch they put in there so I was like I can make an exception it's an on card auto it's you know one of those things that I was kind of holding out for you know one of his um uh tops 5 star patch autos but I was like you know this is a cool set I have a Drew Bledsoe already from that same set that's the bright blue jersey on card auto and I'm like you know, I can make room. And, you know, the thing I'll talk about too, is in my mind, it's okay to have placeholders. You know, you can only have so many cards of guys because, you know, you don't have an infinite budget to work with, you know, so you got to kind of pick and choose. But in my mind, it's okay to have a placeholder while you're waiting for that one card you really kind of want to pop up. And, you know, so if I happen to, you know, find the right one that checks the boxes, I'm okay with letting that other one go because I was able to have it in the collection at some point. It did make me happy for a little while, but or where you just end up keeping both, you know, it it fills the void for the meantime, or, you know, if I decide, you know, down the road, I'm going to move it and hold out for the right one. It's, you know, the opportunities are endless. You know, you can really do whatever you want with that. And
0: I'm noticing, so I noticed some themes within your collection and I got to call this out because like, we're probably going to be talking about patches and stuff and you have specifically, say no to player Warren, um, you're a passionate patch guy. Maybe do you want to comment on like, you put that in your bio. So maybe like share some perspective there.
1: Yeah. So there's, um, so we talked about the Matt Ryan group chat. I'm also in a game used, you know, you know, whether it be just patches or patch autos in a big group chat with a couple of guys on uh, Instagram. And that's a common theme that, you know, these guys will constantly use that hashtag in their posts and, know that's one of the true connectors in my mind. So it's like when you go on and you want to find cool cards, you know, it's important to look at those hashtags because that'll help align you with other people who like the stuff you like. And um, you know, the the game use community and that side, especially on Instagram, those guys are diehards. Like they don't want to hear anything about, you know, you know, player worn or event worn and all that, which I mean there I definitely have some event worn you know, from Matt Ryan's rookie year. Cause you know, what are you going to do? He hasn't played a game yet and they're making products. So like, I'm okay with that as long as it's a rookie, but any of the veteran stuff in my mind, you know, the, the wording can be very confusing and mm-hmm. I find people don't, you know, will get it wrong just because they don't know any better. And I remember I was the same way when I first found my way back in the hobby back in like 2015, 2014. And I remember just, you know, assuming every single, you know, memorabilia card was game worn because that's how it used to be, you know, you didn't know that, you know, that they have the picture of Mark Ingram at the 2011 players, rookie premiere with like, you know, 40 jerseys on, he's like this bit. he's like a Michelin man, you know? And so it's like, you know, that's cool. You can say the guy wore it, but it just me didn't mean as much as the game wore. And, you know, I talked about it where you can see, you know, the, the dirt, you know, the mark from, you know, the, the face mask clipping the Jersey and, you know, pulling it or, I mean, stitching, I mean, it just, it gets me really excited because that's a true part of the game. And I mean, on one hand, it's tough because you see them cutting up this Jersey and, you know, this and that, but it allows in my mind, so many more people to have a piece of that. Whereas, you know, if you've got a Jersey, it's only one guy has it and can appreciate it, you know? So it's, it's spreading the love a little bit. And um, in my mind, if you're going to do a memorabilia card, you've got to do it right. You know? So when, if you are somebody who wants to get into, looking at game used memorabilia, the, the biggest thing is just the wording on the back of the card. You know, it'll say game or uh, game used, game worn material is certified, yada, yada. Every every company will have their different wording. So that's where it gets kind of confusing and it can kind of get lost on you. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong if you want to go after player worn or event worn stuff. And I mean, I've even seen now, it's like the, the enclosed material is not from any specific event player, you know, whatever. So it's like, they're really just taking you know, in some cases, jerseys from, you know, Dick's sporting goods and putting that in the card and saying, you know, it's whatever. And so that to me kind of, you know, yeah, it might be cool aesthetically, but you know, if you actually understand the meaning behind it, it kind of loses its, its emphasis for me, you know, I'd love sense. to get,
0: I'd love to get your take on this because I'm nowhere near a Pacinato guy that you are. And maybe I've been like reflecting on this, like, one of the struggles and reasons I have is I think about a player like Andrew Locker. I think about a player like Matt Ryan. And if I like go and focus in on the rookie cards, like I want a, like I want a, a game worn. I want an auto if I'm going to go in that direction, but they're all, they all got the photo shoots. They're all from the photo shoot. So I can't like, I just can't bring my, I've, I've owned some stuff, but I end up selling it. Cause I'm just like, I don't like this stuff. So like, do you have rules around that? Like, what is, what is your take on just like the rookie photo shoot of it all? Is it is it okay to buy that? Like, wh- how do you feel?
1: I think it's a necessary... I've come to the fact it's a necessary reason to collect that because it, it's part of his, you know, rookie craze. You know, when when I was collecting back in 08, when this you know product first came to market, that got me excited. You know, and I remember, you know, seeing the pictures, you know, I mean, you know, just to pull this out, you can see it that that picture right there is i mean to me that's like iconic matt ryan that's from the coliseum rookie photo shoot you know that's his red refractor out of 25 but you know knowing that at that event sure it may not have been that exact jersey but knowing that that's you know the event where they had it and that's where the you know that to me is better than saying oh just you know the player worn. you know if you're like okay it was part of the rookie premiere hey that's where they get the guys together and they get it all done so i mean there's times where it's like, yeah, maybe I'm okay moving a card that I have because it is, you know, uh, event worn, you know, I can make way for, you know, a cool, flawless, you know, game worn patch auto, you know, I'm okay doing that, but I I try to be tactful with what I let go and what I pick up just because I don't want to kind of overload it. Um, you know, it's, it's just tough because you can't have everything, you know, it's like, you always talk about, you got to let some stuff go to let the new stuff come in and, it's just a constant cycle of you know acquiring and then letting go and then you know sometimes you know we talked about sometimes you regret it and sometimes you got to try and chase it back down but it's just the way it goes you know it, every time you sit down and you're like okay can I let this go you know it, it's you're never gonna be a hundred percent behind it sometimes there's always a little bit of hesitation with it.
0: I I want just to take a moment to recognize because this is maybe a first is that you used a red refractor Matt Ryan to justify the patch of that could have been worn in that photo from that photo shoot. And I just think that's really cool and amazing. Um, I want to talk maybe a little bit about just some of the sets I see on your page. So like two, I want to call out and then I want to maybe uh, get your take on just anything else you love, but I see a lot of tools of the trade, which I think hardcore patch guys love, love that from absolute. so I want to, Want you to talk a little bit about that. And another kind of hidden gem in there is uh, Lux, which I believe was a, a one and done set. One and done, yeah. But but game used and autos. I have a Lux save search. I have not pulled the trigger on anything yet, but I think it's kind of a hidden gem. So maybe talk about those and then just any other sets that you want to get into.
1: Yeah, of course. So, and, you know, I just because you mentioned tools of the trade first, you can kind of dive into that. To me, you know, just the term tools of the trade, like, that's just such a badass name, you know. It's, you know, with baseball, it's a little bit, you know, cooler because you got the, you know, the pieces, the glove and the bat and this and that. But I'm not really a baseball guy. I, I was at one point, but then I went strictly football. But it's there's a ton of years where there's really cool cards. So for me, it was tough to kind of narrow it down to just a couple years. And for me, the the main focus is 2012, 2013, and 2014, which you'll you'll find that was kind of right before I kind of came back to the hobby like 2014, 2015. So that stuff was like constantly being fresh and, you know, seeing it on eBay, seeing it at a couple of local shows when I could make it. And, um, you know, I just think that the design and the layouts is just so cool. And the tough thing is is sometimes, you know, yeah, you do have sticker autos in there, but it's all about the material. You know, you got pieces of of helmet, game worn helmet, face masks. Um, you know, there's even some like gloves, you know, cleats. It's just like, That to me is taking the normal memorabilia card and just like multiplying it like crazy, where you're just like, this is so unique. And I mean, you know, some of these players probably still have some of their helmets and, you know, cleats and stuff like for their own, you know, man caves, this and that. So it's like to be able to get a piece of that. I mean, you know, like that's an LT, you know, from 2013 with, you know, four pieces of his face mask, you know. And yeah, it is a sticker auto, but just, I mean, when you think of LT, you think of that, you know, blacked out visor, yeah. you know, cool face mask, and, you know, I know you'll appreciate this one, you know, edge game worn helmet. And, you know, I talked about earlier, you know, having patch cards and I really try and get color, So two, three, four, you know, color patches with the stuff where it's like, you know, game worn glove or shoe I'm okay with it being a one color because it's such a one-off item, mm. you know, as it is, like most of these cards are numbered out of 25 or less. And so right off the bat, you're already just the the ability to acquire that card in general is so freaking hard, you know, and I, I, I I have the safe searches set and I constantly, I see tools of trade pop up. I'm like, Oh, could it be something I don't have? And (laughs) it's, it's tough. I mean, that's why I like it because it's such a challenge, but, um, you know, the cards are just so unique that, you know, and then I think, I think I only pulled out the 2013 set you know, you got a, a Curtis Martin Mm -hmm. game, more shoe you know, Charles Woodson, game one glove, you know, so anytime I can see something from that, I pick it up and, you know, you'll see, uh, you know, 2012 was another year that I'm big on 2014. And I just love the fact that it has like a line, you know, on the picture of the player to like, grant that's not the exact spot on the Jersey, the patch came from, but it's like, you can visualize it and like, okay, this is, you know, it, it just aesthetically just checks all the boxes for me, you know? So tools of trade is huge, huge. The guys who go after that stuff, especially in that group chat, it's so competitive, man. Like you got to be just so quick and it's like, you have to buy it right. When something pops up or, you know, sometimes guys will say, Hey, I'm making this available. when it's like like a feeding frenzy sometimes <laughs> where, you know, everybody's trying to make a run at it. And, you know, it's, it's, and especially, you know, we were talking about comps and stuff earlier. It's like stuff like this, you know, you just have to go with your gut on it. Mm. You know, you, you have to be like, okay, logically this, you know, is where I'm thinking the card makes sense. And, mm. you know, yeah, you might end up overpaying for a card, but it's like, for me, that's okay. I want the card, you know, I want the memories and the nostalgia that it just injects into me. And it just, it, it just makes me so happy, man. You know? Um, so tools of trade, I'll always be going after that. And, you know, hopefully the we listen to this tries to, you know, get in on the action on that. Cause I'm trying <laughs> to make my run for that set, but, uh, no, it's, it's super cool. Definitely want to see it more in the hobby. And then, um, you know, going back to Lux, like you said, one and done, you know, it's that to me is its own uniqueness in itself, because so many years you're like, all right, what's the product design going to look like? And, you know, it's kind of the same thing over and over in some cases. And so to be like, all right, 2015 loss, you know, I'd never even heard of it. And I was actually at a show and I saw this card here. So that's a jumbo Calvin Johnson four color patch numbered out of 25. I was at a, uh, a show in Boston and I saw that card and I was like, I've never seen anything from this before. This is just so badass. It's four color. It's game used. It's Megatron. And I was like, I I just I saw it and I was like, I have to have it. And that sparked the whole panini lux craze that you see on my page. I mean, I have so many other cards from that set that I haven't even posted. And you know, I'm really trying to go make a run after that big jumbo uh, patch set just because they're numbered out of 25. So it's like you might not see one pop up mm. for a month. And you know you're damn sure I'm ready when that thing does pop up that I don't have, you know? And, um, yeah, there's some scrubs in there, you know, there's a, uh, uh, I, I mean, I don't even know. Like I, you know, I, I just bought like a Paul Pazlostny, you yes. know, like <laughs> yeah. random guys like that. Like I got a Justin Hunter, you know, four color, you know, it's like guys you don't even like care about, but like, because I'm so invested in this set now, I'm like, mm. I just got to get everything I can that's game more. Cause the thing just that if you are listening, there are a couple guys in there that I've played You know, like, I think like Odell Beckham Jr., um, Mike Evans, uh, Keenan Allen, guys like that don't have the game one stuff yet because it's, you know, kind of a relatively newer product in their careers. And so, you know, whenever I see something like that, it just, I'm obsessed with it. And then, you know, they have these really cool, you know, framed, um, you know, jumbo patch window on card autos, Um, you know, that's numbered out of 25. Um, If you're not really a memorabilia guy, they have these, which are just so freaking sweet it's like paint pen on this red background. And I love that it matches, you know, it's a Travis Kelsey. If you're, you're listening, um, you know, the red and white match the red background with the light paint pen. It's just so cool. And then I know you'll appreciate this one. I've shared this one with you already, but it's, they got this cool die cut, you know, and it's, it's thick cardstock too. Mm. So it's like when you're holding it, it's, it's solid, man. You know, that's the one-on-one Matt Ryan from that year, you know? So anytime I see kind of one of those four, you know cards from that set, I'm all about it. and you know, really trying to go with the set collecting, but also the, the player collecting, so it's kind of a balancing act between the mm. the two of them and um you know, it's just trying to keep the player side happy, but also i I know I'm probably not going to do the master set, but just as much as I can within reason i'm I'm gonna go for it, you know
0: i I want so you just said, Paul Polos and he, and i I just like haven't thought about him in forever, but like when you said his name like you know it, it, he's he was a, a guy for a minute and then went yeah. away but but you talked about buying his cards and i think this is like the really unique thing about like when you get into these sets is like you see a card like that you would like you wouldn't like go set up a save search for him and buy his cards exactly. but the fact that like he belongs in your collection because he connects back to some other cards you're buying, and it's like irrational thoughts 100 like you're just like all right, I know I probably shouldn't spend, or this card is worth, you know, X, but I'm willing to spend 3X that because I need that card because it connects back to some of my other stuff. Talk a little bit about that feeling that you have when a player that you're not even thinking about, but pops up and you end up buying his cards.
1: Yeah, I I know it's complete madness. You know, like, I I don't even remember what I paid for that, like, Pazlossny patch card, but it was a four-color And, you know, it's like, you see it pop up and you're just like, the the one part of your brain is like, you know, don't do it. You don't need that. It's like, it's Paul Pazlowski, but the other side is like, it's a four color patch. You know, it's part of your set you need them. You don't know when the next one's going to pop up. And it's like, you know, internally, that's the battle you just have to have. And I mean, he's, he's just one example, but there's other guys in that set where it's like, you know, looking back at it now here in 2023, you're like, you know, why is this guy in this set? But, you know, he might've had that one year you know where it's like okay made sense he's in the set this year and then the guy just drops off the face of the year you know so it's 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 trying to stay relevant with those guys but at the same time it's like they were relevant enough at one point to be considered in the set Mm -hmm. you know
0: yeah i'm not and i but i'm gonna throw another one your your way and i'm not like i'm not trying to like say this is what's going to happen in football cards but this is just like my like I think a lot about this, and like when I came back in the hobby, like basketball NBA collecting was so prevalent, and it just seemed yep. like that the football collectors there it was a lot smaller. And I think that has changed in the last three or four years, just where I'm I interact and notice more passionate football collectors, which is cool because that's the lane I collect in. But yeah. one thing, like I notice about the basketball collectors is that like, there's this appreciation and nostalgia for these players in the nineties who like, maybe didn't even make an all-star game, but, like, but we were in that era where we were buying jerseys and trading cards. And it's like, so I'm, but like that, I don't think has like completely like happened yet in football cards where it's like, they're like, we could sit around and bullshit about like these guys probably until the end of time and just all these emotions would go and we'd be like, you remember that game or that year of that player? And they might've had one player or one year, but that makes us want to get their cards. Do you think that like that wave is like, maybe not tomorrow, but will eventually hit football cards where it's like, there's like this deep nostalgia for certain players who might not be hall of fame worthy, but kind of are in the hearts and minds of football collectors.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with the, age of the people in the hobby. I mean, there's definitely a lot of people, I would say, you know, up and coming in terms of finally at the point in their careers or out of school and this and that, where it's like they finally have some of that disposable income. And those are the guys that are targeting the players that they grew up watching. Like for me, you know, those guys in the early 2000s, you know, I, that's that to me is like that sweet spot, but I was never able to like, you know, until I got to the point where, you know, I had that disposable income to act on it. You know, it's cool to think about those players. And, you know, you had the guys posters in your room growing up and stuff. And I I think a lot of it has to do with the maturity of, you know, somebody growing up, but then kind of reverting back to, and I think you talked about it before, you know, I think it might've been with, um, you know, Chris House of Jordan, where it's like during that COVID era, you had guys like at home just being like, okay, like what now? And then like looking back on, you know, the, like you're talking about watching the NFL, you know, reruns and this and that. And it's like, Oh yeah, I remember that moment. I remember that game. And that just opens up the door. And you know, so you, you may not have the guy who's a hall of famer, but like you, you have the people that made you feel something and that you remember. And you know, like I could have been a role player, but you still remember his contributions. And that to me is, you know, what opens up that door. And I, I mean, I got, I, I got too many guys that I haven't posted, and this and that. But like over time, I will. But you're gonna be like, you know, like I have a Braylon Edwards, 2006 certified gold yes. materials. And it's like he was the fantasy football dude for that year, and then like you know he whatever happened happened. But it's like I love cards like that where it's like kind of a little bit of a head scratcher, like his last name. But if you can find somebody who was like a football fan or fantasy football guy, it's like you say Braylon Edwards, and you just get that like, oh, like I remember him, you know.
0: Oh, I'll never forget uh, uh, Jets in Indianapolis, him catching a ball. It's like third down in a huge game. And I was, just, I, I, I'm not a big Michigan guy. I'm a Notre Dame guy. So there's a little, it was like, man, I really hate Braylon Edwards. But now I haven't thought about Braylon Edwards in forever. And you just bringing up his name makes me feel something. But like, it's exactly. like a player, like, it's like you showed me that Calvin Johnson card. And like, yeah. as you're showing me that card, it's like, I've noticed like his collector base is incredible. Like it's oh, really it's, hard to it's find a whole different
1: breed. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: And it's like, I think about my collection and what I'm curating. It's like, man, I don't, I don't have any Calvin Johnson cards, but he was so awesome. So it's like, I don't know, you get all those feels and I'm sure after this, I'll go dig into eBay and see if anything <laughs> I like is available. Exactly. But I don't know. I think that's the fun part about collecting cards and talking about kind of, stuff that's not necessarily in our face every day, but the fact that we can just like have a conversation about these players. And I'm sure people out there who are listening are just like being like smiling because they haven't thought about some of these guys in a while and might be going to dig in and figure out how they can connect with them back in their collections.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's really all about, you know, kind of like I mean, obviously you said, you know, you know, sets high and wide, but it's like if if you have such a narrow focus, you really are kind of limiting yourself on, you know, what you can get out of your hobby time. And it's like, we were talking about it. It's like, that's the time where it's like, you have that small window where, you know, you get home from work, you know, you, you you put the kids in the tub, you feed them dinner, you know, you know, your wife's like just exhausted from the day. And, you know, you, you got that, you know, 20, 30, 40 minutes, whatever your time is before you go down for the night, you're, you've got to maximize that. And it's like, why be, you know, looking at it in the light of like, Oh, like, you know, I checked my one player and there's nothing that's up. You know, it's like, I love going through my safe searches and just seeing what pops up. I mean, there's cards that, you know, you might see stuff come up every day. You might see stuff come up once a month, you know, and that's just the the thing I love is the chase and, you know, it keeps it fresh. You know, if, if you're constantly just looking for more opportunities to widen what you have, I think it only is a positive, you know,
0: I, I want to make sure before we kind of end with some of your other cards that you want to talk about that you love uh i want to talk a little bit about you this has been mentioned throughout but just like the community aspect and you mentioned your like uh uh game warren group chat and yeah. we all i think most of us have group chats for players but like we don't have them for like game worn or like i'm in a totally certified group chat and it's like yeah. when you're in in that those arenas like The Like if cards do become available, like people in those chats want to make them available to other people, which I think is really fun. But like maybe talk a little bit more about just like the community aspect that you've benefited from or you like about like collecting some of these sets as opposed to just player stuff.
1: For sure. I think when you look at it in terms of trying to get connected with people, that's what this hobby is all about. I mean, we, we talk about it day in, day out. It's it's all about who you know, who you can relate to. And you got to keep those channels open. You know, if, if somebody has a card that, you know, pops up that they want to, you know, make available and you're the first guy they think of, you're doing it right. You know, um, you want to keep those DMs open. And, you know, the, the biggest thing I think is if you find pages that you like and cards that you like. Look at those comments. You know, those are the guys that you want to kind of be. Following that, you want to be commenting on their stuff, you know, messaging them. And that's the kind of stuff that activity and those types of cards will bring more stuff that you're into into your fold. You know, um, I talked about it earlier, but, you know, looking at hashtags, you know, using those on your cards, um, you know, following them, you know, looking those up. That's only going to bring more people that like the cards that you like into the mix. And you know, yeah, if, you, if you're not one of those people that's very social and, you know, in the group chats, this and that, that's really your way to kind of get involved. But I mean, it's if some people just want to post their cards and just, you know, kind of watch from the sidelines, that's cool. But the cards are one thing, but it's all about the people. man. You know, that's that's the stuff that's going to bring you further and get you those cards that you didn't think exist. And, you know, you're we, talking about the Matt Ryan one on one platinum I just picked up. I I somehow missed that when it got posted originally and the guys literally sent it into the chat and they're like, Hey, look at this. And, um, you talk about just, you know, not even thinking about it and just hitting, you know, buy it now. And, you know, yeah, you might've overpaid, (laughs) but it's like that wouldn't have happened if I wasn't in my little, you know, network of my Matt Ryan guides. And, um, you know, so find the guys that you align with, you know, try and get in tight with them, message them, comment on their stuff, like their stuff, share it that only is going to bring more and more good things your way. you know. So much
0: good wisdom in that. Um, maybe before I let you get out of here, maybe some cards that you haven't talked about or shared that you love and that have some stories behind them.
1: The floor is yours, Rob. All right. So this is probably my favorite card I own. And you'll kind of understand why when I pull it up. I did share this previously in the Matt Ryan showcase um, that we, we previously participated in this is the 2008 bowman sterling this is actually my um my profile picture is is a cut from this picture but um gold refractor matt ryan tom brady for basically the guy in my position being you know a pats fan and a matt ryan fan it doesn't get much better than this man you know Mm. it's graded a psa seven but i i just got who cares to protect it man (laughs) like a card like that the grade truly does not matter how did you
0: where did you get that card
1: so long story short is there was another Matt Ryan collector who was more so a Falcons guy. And, um, I had been hounding this dude for years, like probably two, three years about this one card. And, you know, every couple of months I'd circle back, Hey man, like whenever you're ready to let it go, like I'm here, just let me know, keep me in mind. And, um, I think he ended up having, you know, I, I feel bad he ended up having, I think, you know, some sort of thing pop up where he needed some funds and he's like, Hey, listen, man, it's, it's time. I need the money. And, you know, we ended up doing a um, a partial trade, partial cash deal, and um, like until it was actually in my hand, I'm like, "This isn't real." You know, I was like, I was just sweating bullets. I'm like, the the fact that I was actually able to land this card, and I mean, it's not numbered, so I think there might be less than twenty, twenty five copies, but it's, I mean, and I I have a um, Peyton and Flacco variation of it too, so kind of you know making the the, the double pack there of, of those guys is kind of cool too, but. Um, I would say that's probably my favorite card in my collection. And then we talked about earlier about, you know, cards that make you like feel something like nostalgia. I remember, um, watching this, this Bowl, and you got Drew Brees with his, his kid with the, you know, the headphones on celebrating. I remember seeing that and just thinking it was the coolest thing ever, you know? So this is from, uh, tops Allen and Ginter and yeah, it's a baseball product, but I mean, Brees has some cool, in my opinion, is one of the coolest and uniquest. And then, um, v-
0: very very cool card but extremely painful memory for me as a Colts fan
1: <laughs> you know I just had to rub it in a little bit um, <laughs> you know that was kind of strategically done too but you know um and then you'll recognize this dude um, oh, wow. this is this is LT in immaculate Signature Moves I can't tell you how many times you know you know, guys growing up playing football would, would, you know, when they scored, they, you know, hand behind the back, pop the football. That was the selly. you know, that was the celebration everybody was doing and uh, you can't really see it, but that one's Jersey number 21 out of 25 too.
0: In the powder blue too.
1: It's iconic, dude. You know, like that's the stuff that you like, you'll never forget that. And LT was that dude. For me, it's all about the pictures, the players, and it kind of everything overlapping and um, you'll appreciate this one too. You know, going back to, I think we talked about, you know, it's okay to get a placeholder waiting for that right card to come up. This is the 2014 Andrew Luck rules of the trade patch on color card. on there too. I know. So it, I had a, it was numbered out of 21 color Jersey. And I was like, you know, the Andrew Luck doesn't have a lot of game worn stuff. So I was like, I'm okay pulling the trigger on this because I know over time, hopefully that out of five patch auto will pop up and hopefully it's a two color, you know, so And once I got that out of five, I was like, okay, I can let that out of 20 go. And so I sent it off the consignment and, you know, I made back some of the funds, but it's, you know, for me, there's like two ways you can go. It's, you can hold out for that card that you know is out there that just has to pop up or has to make its way into your circle, or just get a placeholder. You know, if you know you want a card of that player, go get something that you like enough. And when you get that card, you know, it checks the box and then you can move it and That's kind of how I look at it. It's always a revolving door. But once you get that card where you're like, all right, this is exactly what I was looking for. Quick fact on that. There's a 2004 Upper Deck Reflections, Ricky Williams, patch auto out of 21. That card has eluded me for so long. And I remember Ricky just tearing up the pats and he's a guy I'm waiting, you know, to to try and get that card of. And that's, to me, is his best card. And you got so many cards now that are player worn or event worn or whatever. And I'm just holding out for that card. I know there's one on Instagram and it's like locked away in this guy's forever PC. So if you see a Ricky Williams at a 21 from Oh four reflections hit, hit me up, man.
0: That's a good place to close it out. Just a little classified ad for a Ricky Williams card. I, I can't go wrong there. Um, dude, this was amazing. I, it was so much fun to listen to your process. I've been enjoying your posts and pages, your page and what you've been curating just so much nostalgia. And I know I'm, I'm getting itchy to pick up my phone and going to dig in and look at some of these sets uh, deeper. Rob, we'll have to do this again, man. This was a ton of fun.
1: Yeah. Thanks so much, dude. You, I was looking forward to this ever since you, you reached out and uh, it was a good way to, uh, to get some uh, football card talk fixed, you know?
0: Yes, sir. All right, man, you take care. All right. That one was a ton of fun. I love the way he thinks about his collection how it's curated, and all the fun sets that he is going after. Go follow him at MassHole underscore sports cards on the Instagram machine. Gonna have to do that again. There's a lot more ground to cover with his collection. You take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. We'll be back with more Stacking Slabs on the other side.